You're listening to the Direction for Life podcast. We pray this episode blesses you. We'd love to connect with you. Visit us at rdci.info or on Facebook at Right Direction Church International. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the RDCI. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. A vow says I'll forsake everybody else for you. A vow says I will choose you every day. A vow says I'm committed to you, and if we go through problems, we're going to work it out. A vow says I ain't going nowhere through sickness and health. I recently heard about someone uh, who, who left somebody, who left their wife, divorced their wife because she got cancer, saying I didn't sign up for this. Let me tell you the truth. When you get mad, you don't know what you signed up for. What you sign up for is to go through anything with you. That's what you sign up for. And don't get mad unless you're willing to sign up. <laughs> on, on our staff, on our staff, we were, uh, I came in the other day. I, I came the other day. Um, I was delivering a car to one of our staff members, one of my cars I gave him. And I, and I came by, and Pastor Trey, Pastor Trey came by, and he had to pick up a, um, a whole bunch of boxes so he can take them to Orangeburg. And, uh, and he was reminded, he said, the job description of any staff member who we hire at Right Direction, we give them very specific things, but there's a line we have at the bottom. And it says, and other duties as may be assigned. You know, that's the stuff you didn't sign up for that you signed up for. <laughs> well, I, I work the camera, but right now we need you to lift this box. The only workers' comp claim we've had in the history of this ministry, in 28 years, we had a musician who was climbing up on a ladder to change a light. Because he was, now, I could deny it. That ain't no workers' comp claim, but it was. That was the other duties that may be assigned. When you get married, the truth of that, you marry someone who you say, I'm willing to go through anything with you. Are y'all listening to me? You don't, marry, you don't marry for feelings. Feelings are good. Feelings bring you together. Feelings make you have babies. We know that. We know that. That's why so many babies are being born outside of marriage. Because feelings, feelings make you, make you complete, the, fulfill the urge to merge. But a vow. No, God said, God said, who will stand before the Lord? And then one scripture said, those, those who, who keep their promise to their own hurt, which means, and, and change not, which means sometimes you, you make a promise, but I, even when I don't like it, I said it. I said something to my wife, you see, and I, I meant to talk to you about this, because you sent me a text this week. I said, God, make sure you understand this statement here. <laughs> but I, I said to my wife, I, I take my wife to dinner, I buy my wife whatever for a birthday, not because I feel like it. There's nothing wrong with feeling like it. I do it because she's my wife. My feelings ain't got nothing to do with it. Now, now I'm not saying I don't feel it, but I, but I don't buy something for my, well, well, I don't feel like, right now I don't like you. I ain't buying you nothing for your birthday. Now, Valentine's Day, do your own Valentine's Day, because I'm mad at you on February 13th. See, that's immaturity. Has nothing to do with feelings. Has to do with the vows, with what you said. 
Marriage is, decision, is the decision to keep doing what you said you're going to do and do what you said, even though you no longer feel the way you do, even though you... Let me back this up. That's the way I want to say this. <laughs> Marriage is the decision to do what you said you're going to do, even when you no longer feel the way you felt when you said it. That's maturity. Somebody said, well, how, how you stay married 39 years? How do you stay married 45 years? How do you stay married 50 years? You make that decision. I said I'm married. So when a woman comes along and says, I'm not interested in your wife. I, I, I said, I said I'm married. Harlot. <laughs> Are y'all listening to me? Okay. The message translates of that verse. What verse was that? Hebrews 13 and 4. Message translation says, honor marriage and God the sacredness of sexual intimacy between wife and husband. God draws a firm line, a firm line against casual and illicit sex. See, God draws the line. So, y'all, let's, let's look at one of the ways that judgment comes upon those who disregard God's, God's parameters. Okay? Now, look at Romans 1. And for, I, I got to show you all this stuff in the scripture because people don't know what the Bible says. You got, you, you, got, you got the folks from the LGBTQ XYZ um, um, community who will say things like the Bible doesn't say anything about sexual immorality or same sex. And people say that who don't know. Now, you may not like what the, I get it. You may not like what the Bible says. You can say that doesn't apply to me. You can say I don't believe that, but don't tell me the Bible don't say it. Now, you got a choice whether you're going to do it, whether you're going to live by it, but we can't change what the Word says. Romans 1, 26 through 27. Say, for this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. Vile passions is doing anything that you say I'm big enough and grown enough to do with your body. Say, for even their women exchange the natural use for what is against nature. What does that mean, exchange the natural use? He explains. Likewise, also men, leaving the natural use of a woman. So, leaving the, so the woman leaving the natural use would be women no longer being with men, but women now being with women. Leaving the natural use for a man means... Uh, Likewise, also men, leaving the natural use of the woman, they burn in their lust for one another. Do y'all see this? Men with men committing what is shameful. The Bible says that. Now, I, now, I love everybody. I love everybody. I'm not one of these people, I ain't going to be around you. No, 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 no. I, I can be around you. The Bible, but the Bible is still the Bible. I don't have to be mean. Watch it. I don't have to be mean and nasty to you to believe what the Bible says. I don't have to call you names to believe what the Bible says. I don't have to try to act like I'm better than you to believe what the Bible says. I don't have to look down on you to believe what the Bible says. I'm a Bible-believing Christian. They burn their lust one for another, men with men committing what is shameful. The Bible calls it shameful. Look at this. And receiving in themselves the penalty of the error which was due. Receiving in themselves. So a lot of times we think of the judgment of God as God going zip, God zapping you. 
God smacking you. God, 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 God causing an accident. No, no, no. That, that, that God. It says some things you receive it in yourself. There's natural consequences that happen in your own body because you disobeyed God. Listen to that verse from the Amplified. Men also turned from natural relations with women and were set ablaze, burning out, consumed with lust, want, with lust for one another. Men committing shameful acts with men and suffering in their own bodies. That's what I want you to see. Suffering in their own bodies and, and personalities. Oh, that's a whole nother thing. Their bodies and their personalities. Now, some people who just put this stuff on, I, I mean, I, 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 it's hard for me to understand a man who's more feminine than a woman. Okay? I'm like... What is that? No, I, I, I get the stuff is in your flesh. I get that. Okay, but you don't have no hair to flip. Why are we flipping hair? No, I'm not being funny now. No, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I know, I know y'all so uncomfortable. Okay? So, but the Bible said now, now the problem is, now it's not just in the body, it starts affecting personalities. Suffering in their bodies and their personalities, the inevitable consequences and the penalty. I'm sorry, I got stuck. When they want to really show somebody how to walk on a runway, who they get now? They don't even get a woman. They get a, I, I got ready to do it, but I, I might do it too good and somebody may. <laughs> they get a man to show them how to walk the runway. What is that? Suffering their own bodies and personality, inevitable consequences and penalty. This is what the word said. Penalty of their wrongdoing and going astray, which was their fitting retribution. Now, I, I almost wish I wasn't in the word, but it's in the word. Okay? You remember I keep, I said, Lord said, now you got to, you always talking about David, the burning the loins. He said, you keep saying that people don't know this in the word. The Lord told me to show you where it's in the word. Y'all want to see where, where David, I would tell David burning in the loins. Okay, let me show you why David was burning in the loins, all right? Okay, somebody who received in his body as a result of his sins. He said it himself. I'm not making, he said it himself. Psalm 38, 3 through 7. When you read it, when you get it, or when you get a chance, start at verse 1. This is David saying, David said, there's no soundness in my flesh because of your anger, nor any health in my bones because of my sin. He said that. My iniquities have gone over my head, like a heavy burden, they're too heavy for me. My wounds are foul and festering because of my foolishness. I am troubled. I am bowed down greatly. I go mourning all day long for my loins are full of inflammation. And there's no soundness in my flesh. David said, I, I brought this on myself. Because of my sin. Do y'all see that? So, what are some of the consequences that we're seeing? Y'all been coming to show y'all something that saddened me and scared me. What I'm getting ready to show you is why I wish all the teenagers were in here. Let's look at the state of STDs in South Carolina. 
For those who know what STDs is, sexually transmitted diseases. This is in South Carolina. South Carolina remains far too high even in the pandemic. These are like statistics that came out last year. 34,118 cases of chlamydia. 84% of those are, are adults under the age of 30. 16,705 cases of gonorrhea. 70% of those were in people, uh, young people between the ages of 15 and 29. 1,331 cases of syphilis. 69% of the cases were in persons between the ages of 20 and 39. And 19 cases of syphilis among newborns. What did the child do to deserve this? That's a 533% increase in cases since 2015. So go, this is on our state's DHEC site. Anyone who has sex could get an STD, but some groups are more affected. Look who's more affected. Young people aged 15 to 24. You young people, teenagers in your early 20s who run around doing hookups. Gay and bisexual men. Pregnant people and racial and ethnic minority groups. So if you're black or brown, you're more likely to be subjected to a STD. Let's keep on going, y'all. This is the one that, that I, I had to look at several times, okay? So some of the small, you can't see this. But look, the highest rates of sexual transmitted disease in the United States of America not South Carolina. The highest rates of sexual transmitted disease in the United States. I want y'all to see the first, right in the middle. Y'all know what state that is? You went to school in South Carolina, you know what state that is, right? By the shape. What state is that? The third, the third, the third highest rates of STDs in the United States is Columbia, South Carolina. Not in South Carolina, in the United States. That's scary, y'all. That's scary because I got grandchildren who I want to grow up and get married one day. I'm going to have to take them and import some, somebody from another state for my kids. <laughs> no, that, can't buy me. By the way, y'all, seriously. Now, I don't know how they do here. There's some people here, and we have some people who work with health field with that. But when we got married in New Jersey, I don't know how they do here in South Carolina. I don't think they do this. You have to take a blood test before you get married. Is that safe? Not in the case of South Carolina. We had to take a blood test. Okay? I'm recommending y'all take blood tests. Before you marry and before you hook up. Because some of y'all, you don't care what I say. You're going to keep screwing around. You're going to keep on hoeing around. I don't care what some preachers say in some church. And you're going to keep rolling the dice. It won't be me. It won't be me. It won't be me. You're going to roll the dice. The third highest in the United States, the 14th highest in the United States, 
is Charleston, lower right. Again, this is not in South Carolina. This is the whole United States. Y'all know how many cities are in America? I don't know. 14th highest city, most of the United States metro areas in the United States for STDs is green, is, is uh, South Charleston. And the 25th highest United States is Greenville. But right here, where right direction is, <laughs> in the center of the state, we're number three. And I got a theory about this. I got theories why we hiding up, because I think folks driving from upstate and driving up from low country, and they're hooking up here in South, in Columbia. <laughs> driving up our stats. Let's meet in Columbia. <laughs> is this scary, y'all? This is serious stuff. And it's not God putting judgment. <sighs> Third thing here. For those of you who don't know, why, why I said one of the young people be here. So what happens when STDs left untreated? Shows you here. You got increased risk of giving or getting HIV, which is still a thing, just like COVID is a thing. If you, you're, not, you're not seeing the ball every day showing us COVID. With the, with the, and we're not giving the stats every day, but every day people still getting COVID. Now we got a vaccine, but I don't hear anybody saying, I had a vaccine. Cough on me. Sister Asmon, I ain't seen her face in the last six months. She said, I ain't playing with you folks. <laughs> I'm wearing my mask. I'm a dance but I'm going to wear my mask. She ain't got so excited yet that she said, Top Jesus! Because <laughs> even though we ain't seen, seen the statistics, Still out there. Nobody says, because I had a shot, you can cough on me. Or no one says, oh, because you got COVID and, and, and had a shot, uh, uh, it's all right. We, we can still go out to dinner. We tell folks, stay over there. And yet we're more concerned about that than we are about our sexual parts. Just rolling the dice. And the difference is because you got this urge to merge that you got to have to learn to control. Long-term pelvic and abdominal pain. Inability to get pregnant. Nobody talks about that. A lot of times infertility has been related to a sexual transmitted disease. Inability to get pregnant or pregnancy complication. So, y'all, let's move on. So, the scriptures, y'all didn't get your shout on. We shouted, you know. I said, oh, this is good today. We got some good dancing running up in here. So you can say we had a full service because I knew you really, really, really wasn't shouting today through this message. Anybody need to do it now? No, you don't have time. That, it's gone. So, y'all, so the scriptures discourage and even condemn fornication, but the scriptures, y'all, it, it encourages and it highly esteems marriage. Look at Deuteronomy 4. Deuteronomy 4.30. Okay. It says, you shall keep his statutes and his commandments. I want to show you why, why God puts certain parameters around there, why he tells us to do things his way. Keep his statutes and his commandments, which I command you this day, 
And if you have a paper Bible, or even some of you can highlight even in your digital Bible, highlight that next part, that it may go well with you and with your children after you. God says certain things, not because I'm trying to keep you from enjoying all the pleasure. He said, I want things to go well for you and your children after you. If anyone knows anything about me and my preaching, I'm always preaching about the next generations. Because I came from a jacked up family. And I broke the cycle. I broke the cycle of poverty. I broke the cycle of shacking. I broke the cycle of marriages not working. I broke the cycle of, of, of dropping out of high school. I, drove, I, dropped the, I broke the cycle of drugs. I broke the cycle of alcohol. I broke the cycle of premature death. All because I decide I'm going to live for Jesus and do things God's way. And so many of you, you can either keep the cycle of ratchetness going in your family. You can keep the cycle of, of, of poverty going in your family. You can keep the cycle of immorality in your family. Or you can break the cycle. And I want that thing to go well for me and for my children after me. That's why I'm so godly proud of my children. Because I say, God, thank you for helping me break the cycle. Help me break the cycle. Oh, my God. God, thank you. You say, I am the first person out of five kids to finish high school in my family. To finish high, they all dropped out. Not to mention go to college. Not to mention go to get a degree. And now I got three black young men who got graduate degrees in my family. And a daughter who got her BA and then her MRS. Some of y'all know what the MRS degree is. Okay? If woman, if you get a bachelor's and you get that, that's a graduate degree. MRS, that's the missus degree. It, that can add to your life too if you marry the right one. But I broke cycles. And so it's not that God's just trying to, church trying to hold you back. God, no. God I want things to go well with you. Look at this. I want to go well with you and your children. Next part. That what? That you may prolong your days. In the land. You may prolong your days in the land. My mother died at 45. My father died at like 52. I never knew a grandfather on either side. They died in their 50s and early 60s. And so when I live by the word and teach my children to live by the word, I'm breaking the cycle because we spoke that, that God gives us a long life. Somebody say, I'm going to live a long life. That's the will of God for you to live a long life. Young people, I know, I, I know you're out there dropping like it's hot and you're twerking and everything, is, and, 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 and everything look, looks so cool and all the women dressing like tramps today. Come on, y'all. But that, that's going to that's gonna run out. It's going to run out. It's going to run out. They're gonna, believe not, there's going to come a day. You're not, hopefully, you're not going to want your children to see those pictures. Woke up this morning, Darwin Hobbs put on his, on, on, on his timeline on, on Instagram, one of the first I saw, this, this woman put her tattooed her prison boyfriend's face on her face. Really? They ain't even married. Pastor Marshall, can I get you to tattoo my... Come on, we've been together 39 years. Come on. She 
ain't even gonna do it for me. Somebody you, somebody you going with who's in prison. Come on, y'all. Young people, you gotta wake up. It's, what's cool now ain't gonna be cool 20 years from now. Some of the stuff you are doing, you're not gonna want your kids to do. The way you're living, you're not gonna want your kids to live. You're gonna want something better for your children. And you gotta start now. And you need to be an example for them. You gotta break the curse. You gotta break the poverty. You gotta break the lack. You gotta break the immorality. You gotta break the divorce rate. You gotta break children not knowing their fathers. You gotta break, have to be on child support. You gotta break that stuff. God wants to, he wants to prolong your days in the land which the Lord your God is giving you for all time. All, now y'all, I said this last week, I started with my introduction. All sin is pleasurable. Let's just put that out there. Sin is pleasurable. It's pleasurable to the flesh. You know, I mean, when, 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 you, out, when you out taking shots and throwing them back, it's pleasurable until the next morning. My mother was alcoholic for the latter parts of my teenage years. I remember, shh, wait, big cream. My, stop yelling. I ain't yelling. I'm just talking. Over. But when you got that hangover, everything sounds like yelling. It ain't such fun then, is it? You turn, you, you turn the back, but then you're throwing up, laying in your own vomit. It ain't such fun then, is it? You had good sex. Oh, they were throwing it back. I said what I said. <laughs> and then you go have a test and got an STD. Mm, you want to kick it away then. Mature people, I've been saying this for the last couple months, mature people think long and wide. Come on, everybody put your hand in your head and say, Lord, help me to think long and wide. If I'm just thinking long, I walk down here and I just affect the people right to this. But when I think wide, it's everybody in the room. Think long means years down the line. Thinking wide means who else is this going to affect but me? All sin, I learned this from Pastor Dollar, all sin is rooted in selfishness. All sin is rooted in selfishness. When the devil came to tempt Adam and Eve, when she saw it was pleasant to the eyes and it could make her wise, all sin is rooted in selfishness. At the time the devil gets you to sin, he never has you thinking about your children. He never has you thinking about your parents. He never has you thinking about your, your grandchildren. It's always about you and what you want at that moment. So you got to think long and, and wide. All sin is pleasurable. in the temporary, but y'all, that pleasure eventually runs out. Hebrews 13, 25. Look what it says about Moses. Y'all remember Moses was living large in Egypt, y'all? He was, he was operating as the king's son or the king's grandson. He could have went on passing as an Egyptian. But he got to the place, Hebrews eleven twenty five 25 says, that he started choosing rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God 
than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. So the Bible tells you that sin is pleasurable, but it also shows us what? It passes. The King James of that of New Living Translation, that verse says, he chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. The fleeting pleasures of sin. It's good while it lasts. It's good while you're in the bed. It's good while this relationship is going. But when, when you have these long-lasting consequences that's still affecting you and your children for generations to come and still affecting your body, you realize it wasn't worth it. So we can see, y'all, that fornication and casual sex is condemned to prevent you from, it's not, not to prevent you from enjoying the pleasure of sex, but so things can go well with you. Yet people dishonor marriage. You hear it all the time today. So people shack up today and say, marriage is just a piece of paper. God said marriage is honorable. But people say, marriage is just a piece. So every time you hear someone say marriage is a piece of paper, you know what they're doing? They're dishonoring marriage, which is the first institution that God created. Yet we don't say when you get pulled over by the police, they say, where's your license? License is just a piece of paper. <laughs> Yet, okay, you don't just walk into some barbershop and don't care whether the barber or the cosmetologist got a license. They say, come on, you're my first customer ever, but license is just a piece of paper. We expect more of a cosmetologist than a barber. A high school diploma, a college degree, no one says, this is just a piece of paper. Nobody but fools. And not recognizing the value of the doors I can open for you. You don't say that about, you. How, how, how many of us got some type of business license or LLC or, come on, put your hands up around this room. Y'all don't care nothing about your LLC, it's just a piece of paper. You don't say that about your business, about your business license, about your profession, and yet we dishonor marriage by saying it's just a piece of paper. You don't say that about your corporation, pay for your LFC or your nonprofit. And the reason why some people, y'all, can walk away from marriages so easily is because they despise and they minimize what God has highly esteemed and highly honored. Proverbs 18.22, and I got to quit, y'all. Yeah. Proverbs 18.22. Whoso findeth a wife. Notice, notice it didn't say who, he who hooks up with a wife. You can hook up with anybody, but you got to find a wife. Ladies, you can hook up with anybody, but you need to ask the Lord to send you your husband. Whoso findeth a wife, findeth a good thing and obtain the favor of the Lord. If you read it in the paper Bible, thing is italicized. So when you read it without it, it says, whoever finds a wife, findeth a good. That means a treasure, a treasure, something that's rare. Come on, it's a whole lot of women, very few wives. If you love our podcast and the impartation you gain from it, we encourage you to become an iChurch member. As an iChurch member, you'll get access to exclusive digital content as well as an online community and various small group sessions. 
To find out more, visit rdci.info forward slash iChurch. Connect with us for digital impartation weekly. Join Bishop Herbert and Dr. Marsha Bailey on Clubhouse for marriage, faith, and family inside Kingdom Business Network on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash rdcitv. We stream live services on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as Wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ladies, join us for Manifest on Fridays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. 